do appreciate Georgia's colors being red and black. Orange as a color is a terrible color. Red uh, and black, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, that looks spicy. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to the only podcast about kindness, connection, and community in the Athens and surrounding areas. That's right. This is Little Decisions, and I'm your host for as long as you'll have me, Victoria Cooper. This episode is going to be a very special one, especially for all those Georgia football fans out there. That's because today's episode is titled Find Your Tribe, and it's about all the ways we find connections in specific, special communities where we share the same language, customs, and beliefs. As part of this episode, I am so excited to talk with you about my tribe, the Bulldog Nation, at the University of Georgia, in Athens, Georgia. We wear red and black. I plan to celebrate my tribe, whose football team is currently number one in the nation, because if you're lucky enough to have found your tribe already, then you must feed your tribe. Stay tuned. A quick and dirty housekeeping is up next. For housekeeping today, I will keep things brief. Starting Friday, October 15th, 2021, Little Decisions has officially launched a Patreon membership experience to accompany this podcast. Little Decisions is a listener-supported podcast, meaning I depend on you, the listener, for support. Please visit www.patreon.com forward slash Little Decisions Podcast. Again, that's www.patreon.com forward slash little decisions podcast to join one of our three membership tiers today. Every ounce of support matters, no matter the form, and every listener matters. And that's housekeeping. This is a new segment called Freestyle. I'm trying out where I just freestyle about how I came up with the name of the episode and then edit out the nonsense and see what's left. Don't get me wrong, I enjoy my mostly scripted narrative style. I'm just stretching my vocal legs, if you will. So I get notes, and that's it. Let's get started. A tribe is a special community defined in the dictionary as, quote, a social division in a traditional society consisting of families or communities linked by social, economic, religious, or blood ties with a common culture and dialect, end quote. I like that definition because it means that you're a subgroup and part of a larger group, and you consist of people that are connected in a lot of different ways through your language, the way you speak, both verbally and non-verbally, the way you engage with the world, all of that is cultural. When I came up with the idea of find your tribe or feed your tribe if you have found your tribe, I just wanted to point out that we have a lot of tribes. We have a lot of different tribes and they're part of our identities and we have a lot of different identities. I'm not always a mother. 
I'm not just a mother. I'm not always a podcast host. I'm not just a podcast host. So I think that matters. The tribe that I wanted to talk about was linked by love of the University of Georgia and really football for sure. I was inspired to do this episode because of the interview that I have later with the Spike Squad from the University of Georgia. And I'd arranged it because they just seem like fans that I had to meet. Because that's the thing, they're part of my tribe. They might be in a different location, but we share common beliefs about the university. We share a common idea. We wear red and black. You know, it, there's there's common culture there. Um, and I think some of it, you know, like I said, there's similar dress with red and black. Um, there's special chants and songs like calling the dogs or glory. Um, traditions carried through generations like holding up four fingers at the start of the fourth quarter. And there's common dialect. You can go anywhere and instantly be friends with a simple two words. Go dogs. That's it. I have hugged people who have only said two words to me. Go dogs. That's a tribe. That's a tribe. You know, we have similar beliefs. I believe a lot of us, we all believe Georgia pride is stronger than the tide. And, you know, kindness kickstarts cooperative relationships. And humans evolve to be kind, not just to family, but also community members. And so this is where the kindness comes in. We want to be kind to our tribe members. That's why I said I hugged people who had only said two words to me. That was a kindness. We were celebrating something, I'm sure. And friendship, inclusion, understanding, sharing, tolerance, respect. Are these not all words for kindness and for tribes? I think so. It was easy, this episode topic. Because kindness and tribes just seem to go together. It's that connection. It's that community. It's that kindness. Thanks for letting me freestyle. This next segment is back by popular demand, Ted Lasso. I wanted to alert you that both season one and season two are now all out on Apple TV, in case you want to binge watch it like I recently did. Here are several highlights, as non-spoilery as possible, for you to enjoy from seasons one and two of Ted Lasso. Number one, Keely and Roy are my favorite relationship ever on a TV show. I love the way they grow together, and I love the way they grow as individuals. While the show certainly has some adult-only moments, it also has some wonderful family moments too, including a parody of Love Actually, which made my heart skip a beat. The second thing of note about Ted Lasso is his alter ego, Led Tasso. It's a little bit scary and not someone I want to see often on the show. I appreciated, though, the dichotomy. And third, Rebecca's story arc of finding herself as a woman is beautiful and respectful, and I am all about that. The type of woman that Rebecca portrays, an older divorcee, well, this group of women can sometimes be demonstracized for no good reason other than their age and marital status. So I'm glad the show respectfully allowed Rebecca to grow and become a kind person again. If you haven't seen the kindest show on television, 
Go watch Ted Lasso now. You'll feel good about doing it. Up next, quotes. For quotes this week, I wanted to focus on one quote in particular, which is actually a chant, a chant from my tribe. It's calling the dogs. A tribe will often have their own communal music and chants, another way of communicating their emotions and excitement. I found a wonderful article linked in the show notes of nine Athens songs that you can wash your hands to as well. And guess what? My favorite, calling the dogs, was one of them. And to make this more fun, I'm going to try it in true Georgia style. I even got a microphone. And to make it more fun, I'll do this in true Georgia style. But I need your help. You're going to have to call the dogs with me. So what will happen is I will repeat the line the first time as if I'm chanting it. And then the line a second time as if we're saying it together. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fine. Please join me in calling the dogs. Who's that coming down the track? Who's that coming down the track? It's the mean machine in red and black. It's the mean machine in red and black. Ain't nothing finer in the land. Ain't nothing finer in the land than a drunk, obnoxious Georgia fan. Than a drunk, obnoxious Georgia fan. Go dogs! Go dogs! Go dogs! Sick them! Yes, I just recorded myself barking on a microphone. You're welcome. In local news today, I want to highlight a recent Athens-Clark County Commission approval, which is for a three-person team to respond to non-emergency 911 calls. Based on information from the linked Athens Banner Herald article, the three-person alternative response team will include a medical professional, a licensed clinician, and a peer specialist. Quote, the alternative response team is described as a civilian community response team and will be dispatched for non-emergency behavioral events. End quote. The team is similar to another response team in Athens known as the Crisis Intervention Response Team, which responds to mental health-related calls. The article continues by outlining the three main goals of the alternative response team. Quote, three goals for the program, to reduce law enforcement presence in low-risk behavioral calls, to increase de-escalation and engagement in certain communities, and to provide peer-led support which could help reduce the number of behavioral health calls, end quote. What a kindness to the citizens of athens Clark County, and I wish this program all the success it can achieve. That's local news. For this segment, Did You Know?, I wanted to discuss a Halloween-themed term, an unkindness of ravens. This term is for any time a group of ravens appear together to be watching or guarding something. Sometimes this is also called a conspiracy. Ravens are associated with bad luck and in mythology they are known to be tricksters. Interestingly enough, some believe ravens to be the messengers of Odin himself. The raven also symbolizes death in many cultures. 
However, ravens are not all bad or spooky. They can be kind too. Ravens are also known for having excellent memories and being intelligent birds. They are smart enough to be considered amongst the most intelligent animals on earth. Ravens also mate for life and they use vocalizations to communicate and can use about 20 different sounds. The call of a raven is actually an expression of triumph and power. Cool, right? I thought so. That's Did You Know. For this week's Kindness in Practice, I got to talk to another community loyal to my tribe, the Spike Squad. The Spike Squad is a registered University of Georgia student organization who want to attract like-minded student sports fans to join them at University of Georgia games and events all year long. Although you probably know them from football, wearing the spiked football pads with body paint. Some even develop entire personas to help cheer on the dogs. I sat down with four members of the Spike Squad, Caleb, Garrett, Jenny, and Emily, in a conference room in the heart of campus to talk about the community this organization has built these past 11 years. We talked about their goals, favorite football moments, and so much more. Please enjoy my interview with the Spike Squad of the University of Georgia. Spike Squad is an elite spirit organization. It was started back in 2010 just by a group of students who just really wanted to get together and kind of attend games in a new way, in a new super fun, super spirited way. So now it's just, it's kind of turned into just a group of students who like to hang out and love football and love sports and get together um, and just love the dogs. Right now, our pretty much overall goal is kind of just to stay true to who we are as an organization. We've been going on for 11 years now. Even though, you know, right now we're getting sponsorships and we're kind of getting a lot bigger and a lot more well-known, it's definitely something that we're really focusing on is just to stay true to who we are and it's a student spirit organization. We love to go to sports and we love to hang out with each other and make friends. So that's pretty much our main goal is just to stay true to who, who we are and who we kind of started out as. In the past, our social media, especially on Instagram, was just kind of like, here's who we are as a squad. But this year, we kind of wanted to change it up and kind of like reach out towards like towards the students mm -hmm. and kind of connect better with them. Like with Instagram, you'll see like we kind of have more jokes, more hype going on. But then on Twitter, we get a little bit more, not like, we get a little bit more informal, I guess you could say. Like not a lot of trash talk, but like a couple jabs here and there. And yeah, it's just, it helps to show like, you know, Instagram is kind of like our business page, almost like here's who we are as a squad and like here's some like fun stuff and hype stuff. But then Twitter's kind of like where we like to have our fun. So gate time is normally, what, four hours before the game? Um, the gates will open two hours before the game. So let's say it's a 3.30 kickoff, right? And then we'll be there at 11.30. Gates open at 1.30. So that's like a good bonding time, I feel like, for a lot of us. Yeah. You know, I bring like a football generally. I'm the one that brings the football. So we'll try and just like pass the time. It, I mean, it passes pretty quick, yeah. I feel like. Yeah. Um, so, and then we get in the stadium, and then we'll paint maybe an hour before the game. Yeah. We'll get all our paint on. And for some people, like, I know Simone, she's got a, like, she's got, like, a big, like, gory face thing. So, she does that beforehand. Yeah. So, me, I don't, I don't, I don't need all that. But some people will do stuff before they go into the, uh, before they go into the stadium. So, but generally, we'll paint, like, an hour beforehand. Yeah. So. Do you all get to kind of come up with your own, like, persona for the Spike Squad? So I actually, like, I'm not an actress or anything, but when I was little, I was in plays for my school, and I was Little Red Riding Hood, and then I was like, I really liked that character, and I always wear um, braids, like, 
when I go to the gym or just basic day. And I was like, that's kind of fits my personality. And Little Red Riding Hood wears braids. So I just felt like it fit who I was. What is someone's favorite part of being on the Spike Squad? For me, I mean, it's like meeting new people. A lot of the people I hang out with are on Spike Squad, so like my friend group would be totally different. Yeah. So I kind of have to credit Spike Squad for that. I'd also say like just having like people like to match your energy on game day, because like I, I'm crazy on game day. Like I get very excited, and like I couldn't imagine game day like as a normal student, where like people would like kind of look at you weird, like if you're way too loud at certain moments. <laughs> But, like, when you got the pads on, it's kind of like an excuse. like, oh, he, he's that guy. It's okay. Yeah. There's something that happens at Sanford Stadium. I don't, I don't know what it is, but something happens, especially on night games. Like, my favorite game was 2010 Auburn night game. It was the blackout. It was the first blackout Mark Rick did. And I was in the back. And that, like, literally, I get goosebumps telling that story. They played Soldier Boy, and the seniors came out and ripped their jerseys off, and they had the black underneath, and I lost my frickin' mind. <laughs> I have never been so insane. I mean, and it was a beautiful moment. I like, would have cried. I was brought out of the hospital the day I was born in Georgia Year. Yes. When I was a little girl, my mom dressed me in little Georgia cheerleading outfits. And I just loved football like when I was four years old I loved football and um, when I saw Spike Squad become an organization it was really cool to me and I even made my dog like little spikes to wear and it was just something I always wanted to do once I saw it like it was my dream like I saw it on TV I was like I want to be that when I grow up. Every year uh, Bulldogs battling breast cancer and Spike Squad and Paintline for that too uh, we all kind of team up and you know we'll call for the pink out We'll paint our pads pink, which I think we're actually probably having a paint pa paint party next week or something. Uh, at some point, yeah, yeah. we're going to have to. We're all, we're all going to get together, paint our pads pink. Uh, we'll get to the game. We'll either paint ourselves, we'll either paint pink or do like a black body. We haven't really decided yet. Yeah. But um, yeah, we'll all dress pink and then they take the pads that we wear and they auction them and then they donate the money to... Uh, breast cancer research. So one thing, people assume that we have tickets and we are given tickets automatically, but we have to scavenge for tickets. Like we pay for away tickets, we spend money, and it isn't just given to us, which also shows our dedication to the squad. Like we want to be at games, we will pay money to be at games. And seats. And seats. Oh yeah, that's why we get there so early, four hours before. We don't get seats saved, we get there four hours before to be able to be in the front. Before we depart this week, I wanted to give you a preview of the next two releases coming next week. That's right, I'm trying out a new release schedule. So I have a special political interview for the city council race. I have Melissa Mesker. Melissa's interview will be airing on Tuesday the 19th. And then episode 16 will air on Thursday the 21st and that is going to be called live your values and is going to feature Andrew from Gonzo Riffic. I'm super excited for both of those and I'm sure you are too. I also have some new segments coming out which I do I think almost every episode but there's some that I have been working on for a little while and I'm really excited to share them with you. As always I hope you found what you needed today because I did. If you haven't found your tribe yet I hope you do. Because we all want to belong somewhere. We all want to be a part of. It's a real kindness. And it's such a little decision. Pineapple with care. <laughs>